everyone, and welcome back to the People Project Podcast. I am your host, Kelsey Alexander, and each week I will be bringing you episodes on different topics that affect us all in different ways, internally, externally, or sometimes both. As you know, I created this podcast to talk about people because everyone has a story worthy of being told. Last week was all about food, and I was joined by my friend Anya, and this week's episode will be on dreams and dream analysis and all that good stuff, and so many of you <laughs> sent me like your your crazy dreams, your recurring dreams, and stuff like that to decode, so let's get this started. So, why do we dream? Why we dream kind of remains a little bit of a mystery, Um, Our dreams, of course, they have purpose, but um, there's kind of different ideas of what the purpose might be. Um, Some people think that it's to send us a message about the future and how to like improve ourselves and stuff. And then other people think that dreaming kind of like mediates memory consolidation and regulates our mood, kind of like going to therapy while you're asleep. Um, And then there's other like explanations and stuff like unconscious desires and wishes, um, you know, interpreting random signals between your brain and your body and processing information from your day, like processing memories that, you know, are in your subconscious, preparing for the future, whatever. So all that being said, what do dreams mean? Well, we'll get into like the full in-depth analysis like air quotes around in-depth here in a little bit, but by definition, according to psychology today, dreams are the stories that our brain tells during the REM, rapid eye movement, stage of sleep. We all typically have multiple dreams per night, but we don't always remember them. Dreams typically involve elements of our waking life, like people, familiar locations, familiar surroundings, whatever, but they're typically pretty out there in things that wouldn't actually happen. Um, So here's some fun facts about dreams, because if you've been here um, very long, you know I love a good fun fact. Um, We we might not remember dreaming, but everyone is thought to dream between three and six times every night, and each dream lasts between five and 20 minutes. 95% of dreams are forgotten by the time we get out of bed, unless you're me. Um, dreaming can help us learn and develop long-term memories and blind people dream more with other sensory components compared with sighted people. So that's all about dreams. Nightmares, on the other hand, have like a whole slew of causes. So there's PTSD, anxiety, major life changes, trauma, etc. Um, Something called um, re-experiencing is a common symptom of PTSD. It's like flashbacks. Um, And that often takes the form of recurring dreams or nightmares, which then, of course, leads to severe emotional distress. And another type of dreaming is what's called lucid dreaming. And y'all want to talk about something freaky. During lucid dreaming, you're like aware that you're asleep. And you can control your dreams, allegedly. Um, I mean, there's people who are, are, like, their life's work is to study lucid dreaming and learn how to control, like, control your dreams and how to lucid dream at will. Um, So, okay, so how does that work, right? 
So according to to these studies that I found online, the prefrontal cortex and a cortical network in your brain, including the frontal, parietal, and temporal zones, have been shown to activate when the brain starts lucid dreaming, which then appears to be related to like the quote-unquote waking consciousness that's seen in lucidity. So, but here's the thing, like don't get excited because this is super uncommon. Like most people either don't ever experience lucid dreaming or like if they do, they aren't aware of it. This isn't like an inception situation, which don't worry, we will get to inception here in just a few minutes. Um, so another thing that can, you know, about dreaming that can affect our dreams is really what's on our minds before we fall asleep. I mean, I've experienced this super often. Like, I've gotten to the point where I'm like, okay, Kelsey, like, let's be careful what you watch before you go to sleep, right? (laughs) Um, So, as far as, like, the characters in our dreams, um, according to a study that I found that was done on 320 adult dreams, 48% of the characters represented a named person known to the dreamer. Um, and 35% of the characters were identified by their social role, whether it be like an actor, an actress, a police officer, a firefighter, whatever, um, or like their relationship to the person, like a friend, a family member, a significant other, whatever. And then 16% um, of the characters like weren't recognized. Um, so it's super common for people to dream about their friends. You know, maybe it's the last person that you spoke to. That's kind of like been a recurring theme for me. So, you know, the last person that like I texted with, um, or the last person that, you know, who's like stuff I saw on social media or the last person I thought of before I fell asleep or, you know, whatever I'm watching on TV, like the other night I fell asleep watching MasterChef and I had a dream about Gordon Ramsay that we're not going to get into. Um, and so, you know, like all the different dreams that you have, they they have a reason behind them. Like there's a source to them, right? They don't just like pop up out of nowhere. So on that like vein, um, the themes of our dreams are sometimes linked to, I guess, kind of like the suppression of unwanted thoughts. Um And something else that I found in the same studies that, like, I previously mentioned, um, these are some typical themes that were identified when they studied all of those adult dreams. Um, So being chased, falling, sexual experiences, being late, someone you love dying, someone that died is now alive, flying, failing a test, being attacked, being nude, being killed, losing teeth, seeing a UFO we can only wish, and more. Um, So there were, I think, 55 different themes that they kind of like generalized out of that study, Um, but I just pulled a few out. I'm not going to sit here and list like 55 different themes for you guys. You can, if you want to know the full details, let me know, and I'll, I'll send you the link to the article, but that's that. So does everyone remember their dreams? So apparently five minutes after a dream, People have forgotten 50% of its content, and then another five minutes later, that increases to 90%. (laughs) Or you can be like me, and you keep a dream journal or a really chaotic thread in your notes app, and you document all of your dreams. Um, Shout out to my friends who wake up in the morning to a text from me, hey, I had a weird dream last night, and get to hear all about them all the time. (laughs) Um, So... So yeah, so the last thing that I want to mention before we get on to the next part is like deja vu versus like future prediction, you know, like 
we've we've all experienced deja vu, right? Like you've had that feeling of I've been here before. So according to some studies that I found, I know I've talked about like studies that I found a thousand times, but I mean, I, I, I'm not going to just like give you my opinion on these things because like I don't have a degree in all of this. I'm not certified to talk about like psychology and dream analysis and whatever. So like I go to the experts <laughs> that I find on the internet. So, and in this, that is studies. So sorry that I'm saying it so much, but I want to give you factual information. Um, so according to these studies, um, deja vu kind of occurs when um, maybe it's something that you've dreamt about. You might not have remembered it or you did remember it. And then, you know, you, you're walking down the street and you see somebody that like they just look familiar. You know what I mean? Or you're in a situation where you're like, I've been here before. Like I, this all seems very familiar and I'm not going to, I'm not going to get like too crazy into this because like I could really go off the rails talking about like, you know, like, can we tell the future and all this stuff? So honestly, like there's no real like explanation for deja vu, like a real solid standard logical explanation. Um, but some people think that deja vu is memories from past lives. And sometimes some scientists think that it's like the brain establishing connections between different situations and looking for explanations and stuff like that. Um, but the most likely explanation is dreams. So, um, 95% of people who have experienced, who like have said that they've experienced deja vu before feel like they had like been to that place or seen that person in like a, in a dream. And so like feeling that sensation of like deja vu is like when you wake up and you know, you just dream something crazy and you can like feel it slipping away and you're trying to remember it. Um, and and so, like, that's kind of a similar, like, deja vu feeling. Um, and so, deja vu means already seen in French. Just a little fun fact there for you. Um, and so, that, that kind of explains that of, you know, why you feel like you've seen it. Because, you know, maybe maybe it's something that you dreamed about, right? So, if, you, if you're feeling this sensation of deja vu, like, start a dream journal, you know, like if that's something that you like experience a whole lot, start a dream journal, start like, you know, when you first wake up, write down your dreams and kind of go through them and, you know, see if there's common themes to them or common people. Um, and you know, also things that I read said, you know, pay attention to the situations in which you experience deja vu. Like, is there a common thread between them? And, um, you know, like what, what is that all related to, right? Um, a lot of people think that deja vu is kind of like a, a missed opportunity. Um, so again, you know, if you're relating all the different situations in which maybe you felt deja vu, okay, what opportunity could I be missing out on that this is kind of like trying to give me that that feeling about, right? So um, to wrap this all up, deja vu it's typically something that you've dreamt about that you can't remember. So if that really drives you crazy and makes you like just go nuts, well then start keeping a dream journal and like write down all your dreams and record them and whatever. And then you won't have to worry about that feeling because you'll have it like in your notes app or in a text thread with your friends or whatever else. Um, so moving on to dreams in pop culture. 
So as far as, you know, seeing dreams and like TV shows and movies, like this happens a lot, you know, like somebody gets knocked out and like they go, they have this flashback or they're like in a coma or something and they're dreaming, whatever. You know, we see this, we see this a lot. (laughs) So the first example I have is The Wizard of Oz. So I'm sure like if you haven't watched The Wizard of Oz, go do it. Like just, it's great. Um, But, you know, Dorothy is hit on the head by some debris. debris um, after a tornado hits Kansas and she's transported to the land of Oz and she makes all of her friends and they're off to see the wizard and you know you know how it goes um so you know that that's an example of of dreaming in in a movie um another example would be um, a nightmare on Elm Street you know whatever you do don't fall asleep so um this is a Wes Craven film and it's Actually, he based the movie on an article that he read in the LA Times, um, and this is a quote um, from Wes Craven about about that article. So he said, I'd read an article in the LA Times about a family who had escaped the killing fields in Cambodia and managed to get the US, get to the U.S. Things were fine, and then suddenly the young son was having very disturbing nightmares. He told his parents he was afraid that if he slept, the thing chasing him would get him. So he tried to stay awake for days at a time. When he finally fell asleep, his parents thought that the crisis was over. They then heard screams in the middle of the night. By the time they got to him, he was dead. He died in the middle of a nightmare. Here was a youngster having a vision of a horror that everyone older was denying. And that became the central line of Nightmare on Elm Street. So... (laughs) I'm not someone that was, like, freaked out by Nightmare on Elm Street. Like, I really love that whole movie series. But, like, reading that quote about the article, that did freak me out a little bit. Um, Did not deep dive on that. I would like to sleep tonight. So, you know, feel free to do that um, for yourself. But um, for those of you that have not seen Nightmare on Elm Street, it is a slasher film that is set in Springwood, Ohio. And the plot revolves around Nancy Thompson and her friends who are being stalked and killed in their dreams by Freddy Krueger. And the reason that like he's stalking them and killing them and he's like just so mad um, is because their parents have a secret. And So anyway, metaphorically, Nancy and her friends, they carry, like, the burden of their parents. As it's revealed that the parents of Springfield, they formed a vigilante mob and burned Freddy Krueger alive um, after, you know, he was let out on a technicality. So, um, so yeah, you know, like, they, they are having these hallucinations, like, seeing the quote-unquote boogeyman and, you know, all this stuff, like, so was it real? Are they just seeing this because, you know, they had this bird, this genetic burden from their parents? We may never know. <laughs> um, but moving on to the last example in pop culture and my favorite example, the movie Inception. Okay. I freaking love this movie. <laughs> like the whole a dream within a dream within a dream. Like it is so good. <laughs> Okay, spoiler alert, if you have not watched Inception, skip forward until I say I am introing the next section that is about dream analysis and decoding. I will make it very clear so you can like skip forward like a couple minutes and get to that. So, spoiler alert for the movie Inception, I'm talking about the ending. Okay, so I found this synopsis online because I was trying to like 
when I was like writing out like my notes and stuff, I was trying to figure out the best way to explain the movie Inception. <laughs> and I found a synopsis online um, from an interview with Christopher Nolan. So I will just, I will give you guys that because it's, it's a lot better than what I was trying to come up with. So starring Leonardo DiCaprio as Cobb, who entered people's minds by synthesizing dreams, the film also included Tom Hardy, Ellen Page, and Joseph Gordon-Levitt as members of his expert team. They would enter their subjects' dreams to either extract information or plant the seeds of a new idea in their mind. To achieve this, they would often travel between multiple levels of dreams, risking being left behind in a limbo forever. To keep themselves calibrated between the real world and their dreams, each would carry a totem. Cobb's totem was a spinning top, which, when spun, would eventually come to rest in the real world, but keep spinning endlessly in the dream world. That's important to remember. At the end of the film, when the heist is provided to be a success, and Cobb is finally reunited with his kids, he spins the top one last time. But before we could see if the top rests or keeps spinning, the freaking screen fades to black. Y'all, literally all I've wanted to know for years other than, like, when am I going to be abducted by aliens is if Leonardo DiCaprio, Cobb, whatever, if he got trapped in limbo or if he got to meet his family. Like, was he dreaming? Was it real? Like, I've yelled about it. I've cried about it. You can obviously tell I'm still upset about it. Like, I've Googled the hell out of this. And... In 2015, Christopher Nolan tried to explain the ending during a lecture that he did um, on, like, reality and dreams at Princeton. And so, I'm going to read to you what he said. In the great tradition of these speeches, generally someone says something along the lines of, chase your dreams. But I don't want to tell you that because I don't believe that. I want you to chase your reality. I feel that over time, we started to view reality as the poor cousin to our dreams in a sense. I want to make the case to you that our dreams, our virtual realities, the abstractions, these abstractions that we enjoy and surround ourselves with, they are subsets of reality. The way the end of that film worked, Leonardo DiCaprio's character Cobb, he was off with his kids. He was in his own subjective reality. He didn't care anymore. And that makes a statement. Perhaps all levels of reality are valid. The camera moves over the spinning top just before it appears to be wobbling. It cuts to black. I skip out of the back of the theater before people catch me, and there is a very, very strong reaction from the audience, usually a bit of a groan. The point is, objectively, it matters to the audience in absolute terms. Even when I'm watching, it's fiction, a sort of virtual reality. But the question of whether that's a dream or whether it's real is the question I've been asked most about any of the films that I've ever made. It matters to people because that's the point about reality. Reality matters. So, basically, Christopher Nolan is a freaking jerk um, and did never really give us an answer. But I get what he's saying. Like, it's like, it's, you know, up to the audience's interpretation. And, like, Cobb didn't care anymore because, like, whether it was dream or whether it was real, like, he was staying put, you know. Um, so, whatever. All right. So, if you skipped the Inception discussion because you didn't want any spoilers... This is your sign. Everything is safe now. Um, So we are about to discuss dream analysis and decoding. So I I asked a bunch of people 
to submit, um, you know, their crazy dreams and things like that. And so I got a bunch of really good responses. And so I went through some of them um, and I decided to kind of try to decode them. So I would like to preface this as I am not a professional. I said this earlier. I am not certified to do this. This, I just think it's fun. Um, I think dreams are entertaining. Um, and so I take all of this with a grain of salt, right? Like if I, if, if this is one of your dreams that you submitted and like I tell you what it means and it makes you feel some type of way, it's not, I mean, I'm sorry. Like I'm not, I'm not sitting here trying to diagnose anybody with anything, right? Um, I'm just here having a good time. Um, because don't worry, I'm also going to, um, you know, here toward the end, I will read y'all some of my crazy dreams. And I'm not even going to try to psychoanalyze those because I'll end up just on a spiral and because there's really no telling what my crazy dreams mean. So in 1899, Sigmund Freud published the interpretation of dreams. And today, um, a lot of experts actually disagree with his conclusions. And some people like don't believe that dreams really have any sort of significant meaning or all at all. Um, for me personally, I think it kind of lies somewhere in between. There's no like absolute truth of what it means. Right. Um, but I think they mean something. Um, so as, as you'll hear, as we go along, some of the dreams that people submitted as well as my own kind of have a recurring theme or an underlying meaning, but, but some, some of them, like, like I said, who the hell knows? So I'm going to keep these anonymous. Um, just in case like people didn't, I mean, I didn't ask, I should have like, you know, do you want to stay anonymous or not? But I'm going to keep these anonymous just to prevent anyone from, you know, like being put on blast, whatever. Um, so this first one, I will read you the dream. When I was a kid, I was being chased by Mickey Mouse and he had an axe. He was a cartoon, but myself and the rest of the dream was real life. So not sure what the hell all that was about. <laughs> So based on my research on this, um, if you are dreaming of being chased by a cartoon character, um, that apparently symbolizes your need for an open conversation. So, um, you know, if you're someone that, that consciously like bottles up your problems and your secrets and your dreams and your wishes, whatever, like non-dream dreams, you know what I mean? Um, there, there are times when you want to, you want to share your problems and share your stuff with someone else. And, um, you know, maybe, you know, when you had this dream, you were in a phase where that you could use advice from someone that you trust. So my advice here is don't be afraid to ask for, for advice, for help, to have that open conversation, because maybe whenever this, you know, you were, you said you were a child, whenever this dream actually occurred, maybe that's something that you were having a hard time with. And maybe you just have something against Mickey Mouse. So moving on, next dream. <laughs> okay, so a few weeks ago, I had a dream about a coworker. In the dream, we were sitting together during a meeting and she told me to guess her favorite movie. I guessed my big fat Greek wedding. She said she hated that one and her favorite was actually Friday the 13th. She laughed at pretty much everything I said, and all of a sudden, I think I'm awake. But I'm in a bedroom that I don't recognize. I go downstairs, which should have been a red flag that I'm still dreaming since my home doesn't have stairs, and I see her in the kitchen, getting two kids ready for school. They run up to me and call me dad and then go out the door to the bus. She tells me to have a great day at work, and she's about to kiss me. 
I then find myself in some dingy basement music venue, sitting at the bar. She's the bartender, and she tells me that my person is out there, and I'll find them when the time is right. So, friend, all signs point towards, like, this is what you were longing for, right? Every bit of research that I did on this topic and on dreams similar to this, like, this is what you want out of your life. And so, like, it is, you know, like, taking captive of your mind. Like, this is what you were longing for, to to have kids, to have a wife, to find a woman, you know. Um, if you're not single, like, that's a whole different discussion. Um, but just based on the the type of dream that you're having and, like, the fact that you don't know this woman, things like that. Um, I would assume that you're, that you don't have a significant other in your life. Um, so, but yeah, this seems to represent, you know, something that you're longing for, um, and what you, what you want in your life. So next dream, I have a recurring dream that I'm being chased. I'm in the back of a truck bed being chased by another car that continually gets closer. I never see anyone inside the car and I don't know who is driving the truck that I'm in the back of. So, this dream represents unconscious conflict. So, maybe there's like a, a big decision that you have to make or something going on in your, in your life where you don't really feel like you have control over. Um, and, you know, you until you, quote unquote, get in the driver's seat, you know, of the truck that you're being driven in, like, you won't really have any peace about this choice or this decision that... Um, you know, maybe you have to make, and maybe it's not a specific choice or decision, but it's like a path that you're on and, you know, there's some different factors that will affect it and you really have to kind of take control over the situation, um, or you're going to continue to kind of feel like you're out of control. So next, um, these are three semi-related recurring dreams from the same person, um, a recurring dream that she forgets to drop all of her college courses before the drop date and then didn't go to those classes and failed. Um, recurring dreams that she skipped band camp. She f- shows up to march the football game, not knowing the show. And a recurring dream that she forgets her locker combination. So, I mean, at face value, if this dream is like, you know, like, I know who this person is, so I know that this isn't the case, but if this, you know, appears while someone's still in school, it's usually, like, you're not prepared for, like, a test or, you know, a class, you know, it's it's an actual feel, fear of failure of that specific situation, um, but, like, later in life, after school, um, it's more of, like, a anxiety that you maybe had related to a test, um, or anxiety, like, in general, in your waking life, um, which waking life is the term that's used, you know, to like talk about like normal life that's, you know, not inside of a dream. Um, so, you know, if you're, if you're going through something at work, um, you know, or, you know, you're having relational conflict, um, if you're like a perfectionist, um, this dream will kind of happen, um, because you're putting these expectations on yourself that are way too high and you're afraid of not meeting them, um, you know, maybe there's some part of your life that you're disorganized in. And so, um, you know, it conjures up like this, this thought of like, you know, being unprepared, whatever. Um, you know, if you're neglecting a big issue in your life, um, you know, if there's something that, you know, in your life that you feel unprepared for, you know, you might, you might have dreams like this, right? Um, so 
these ki- these types of dreams, they're recurring and they will continue to recur until you find out their root cause, like the root cause of this anxiety and what you're feeling like, you know, unprepared or like anxiety towards. So there's that. This next one says, I fly in all of my dreams, but in my dreams, I have to hold my breath to do so, but I fly everywhere. So this is, this one's fairly simple. Um, flying is a symbol of hope and opportunity. Um, if you dream about that and then, um, but holding your breath represents like a, a need to, um, like forego your comfort and get through like a problem or a difficult situation. So, you know, you have hope, but maybe you're just like going through something and you've got to just like hold your breath and like power through it. Maybe, maybe that's what it is. <laughs> um, all right, next. I hardly ever remember my dreams, but when I do, they are nightmares for some reason. One time I was really drunk, hauling ass on a golf cart, and I picked my mom up on it and crashed and her leg was really messed up. You know, I'm going to be honest here. I don't know. I don't, mm-mm. I don't know. Um, I, I don't know what this one means, but so, I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> it doesn't sound very enjoyable, um, but I have no idea. Like, I really tried to, like, figure out what this could be about, but it, I, I couldn't. So, moving on. <laughs> um We've got, I've got a couple more, and then I'm going to share some of, um, some of mine. So this one says, when I was 17 years old, I had the worst nightmare that I've ever had. I was sleeping, and on the middle, I was sleeping, and in the middle of the night, I had a nightmare that a man dressed in blue jeans and an oversized gray sweatshirt came in my room and tapped me on the shoulder. He then ran out of my room, down our hallway, and out our sliding glass door. I was so convinced it was real to the point that my dad had to walk with me around the house to prove that there was no one there. So, this is a fairly common dream theme, like an intruder situation, right? So, the intruder figure in a dream is like a inner psychological situation who kind of represents um, like shame or like unwanted parts of ourselves. Um, and that's kind of trying to break into our self-awareness, um, and it's something that needs to be confronted. Um, so the purpose of this kind of is to make you reflect on all like the negative aspects of our character. And, um, you know, you don't typically see the face of the intruder, right? Um, so these, these traits aren't necessarily known, um, or anything like that by us in like a waking state, but it's like a part of our subconscious that's trying to be like, hey, you need to focus on something, right? So we haven't come to acknowledge whatever the situation is, but um, these aspects of ourselves appear like, quote, alien and scary, you know, to us in our dreams. So Whenever, when you were 17 and you had this dream, um, you know, maybe there was a situation that you were going through, um, and there was, there was some stuff that you just weren't ready to deal with, um, that you were trying to kind of like bottle up and push down and you just weren't ready to confront. And so it was kind of, um, you know, him tapping you on your shoulder. It was like your subconscious being like, Hey, we got to deal with our shit. Um, and you know, like 
maybe maybe that's what was what was going on. Another thing that I read too is you know if it's an intruder in your home and your safe space, um, subconsciously you're not feeling very safe. Um, you know maybe you know physically you feel safe, right? But you feel like there's just some sort sort of intruding situation. Um, you know, so obviously, like, I don't know your, your family history and all that stuff, but maybe there was some stuff going on at home at that time or in your personal life. And, uh, you just, it it wasn't a place where you felt like mentally or emotionally very safe. So moving on to the last submitted dream that I have included, because there were a bunch that I didn't include because I could not figure them out. Um, so here's this one. I'm, I'm a part of this one. (laughs) So This person said, I had a dream. I was on season 43 of the challenge, the MTV show, for those of you that don't know. It was a partner season called The Chamber. I somehow got partnered with Nani Gonzalez. Kelsey, me, was on the show too, and she was partnered with Josh. Scott Yeager, host of the Challenge Mania podcast, was also on it and was partnered with Anissa. Kelsey, me, And I, this dream submitter person, (laughs) were in an alliance until she turned on me and voted me into an elimination where I lost to 50-year-old CT in the elimination not so fast. Kelsey thought that I was the best bet at getting CT out of the game, which that's that's fair. I mean, that's something that I would try to do if I was on the challenge. (laughs) But as it turns out, she was using me as a pawn and also had an alliance with Scott and Anissa. So, first of all, to this person, my apologies, (laughs) but like I told you earlier today when you told me about this dream, obviously this is fake because I would never partner with Josh for anything. So, that being said, um, I was looking up like what dreams of betrayal mean, you know, of a friend betraying you, of you just being betrayed in general, right? So, dreaming of betrayal usually indicates that you feel... Um, like played by somebody um, or like your trust was broken. Um, so, you know, maybe that's a situation that you're going through right now. But if it's not, um, it could mean that you don't trust people enough and you're afraid of getting hurt. So you don't, you have a hard time like making close connections with others, if that makes sense. So now I have a few dreams to read to you guys. Um, I'm going to go ahead and ask now for... um. For no judgment on uh, on these dreams because they are pure chaos. Um, but I don't know I don't know where they come from or why they happen, but they do. So here we go. Okay, we were on the Amazing Race. It was my friends Jana, Krista, Cody, and Liz. And for some reason, Phil, the host of The Amazing Race, had, quote, specifically called my guy Cody T. Yes, that is a direct quote because I remember specifically because of how odd it was um, to host the show because Phil had booked a cruise with his cousin. So me and Krista were on one team that we named Team Tequila. And Liz and Jana were on another team named Team Twisted T. At some point, we switched partners because we all wanted to be teammates, but I don't remember when. It just happened. So, the race started at Spaceship Earth in Epcot, and we had to complete a 
uh, Drink Around the World Roadblock, which is a series of tasks for those who don't watch The Amazing Race, um, that was all designed by Cody. So basically, by the time we got to France, we were smashed. (laughs) And the next task was that someone had to be able to recite 99% of a bonfire by Childish Gambino correctly. Um, And I won that part. Um, For those of you that don't know, I know every word to that song. Um, And yeah, so our next stop, quote unquote stop, on the amazing race. (laughs) of Orlando, Florida, was the beach club, and we had to collect a bunch of beach umbrellas and bring them to Cody um, to help him create the, quote, ultimate chill spot, and we had to recreate, like, a beach chair umbrella situation based on a photo. You know, like, they do those competitions in Big Brother all the time. Then, we had to go to the ice cream shop and eat a gigantic ice cream concoction thing as fast as humanly possible, and I took three lactates because I didn't trust that it was dairy-free, even though it said it was, and (laughs) I'm not going to read this next part, and the last thing was dead president trivia, Um, so Jana won that. Uh, Anyone who knows Jana knows that she knows everything there is to know about all of the former presidents, Um, and... uh, Anyway, so at some point we ended up at Jelly Rolls and had a, quote, name that emo song competition, and it was great, and it all ended with Cody saying, you're all winners, let's take shots and get tattoos on a boat, and I woke up, and I had a headache, so there's that one. Um, Again, like I said, not a clue. Um, Let's see here. Let's see what else I've got in in the dream catalog. Um, Oh, growing up, like around my birthday every year, I would have this recurring dream that I got woken up on my birthday by all of the members of NSYNC standing around my bed singing happy birthday to me. And like, I can, (laughs) I'm saying this out loud and I'm like, people are listening to this like, what the hell is wrong with this girl? Um, But like, I can still picture this dream in my head. And, I mean, my birthday's coming up next month, so, like, stay tuned to see if I have this dream again. Um, But that's that. Okay. I've got my notes app up now. I've got got a couple left for you. Um, So, one was earlier this week. I texted one of my friends. um, Or, earlier this week. It was last week. Um, One of my friends, I had a dream that he just showed up to my apartment out of the blue and said, I just wanted to come hang out with you. And then he booked a comedy show in Nashville at Zany's as the opener um, for like a King and the Sting live show. Um, And after the show, I took him and Theo Vaughn and Brendan to my favorite barbecue restaurant. And then I woke up again, not sure there's a point to any of these, but feel free to try and decode them and let me know. Um, and then another one, um, me and one of my friends, we were in Cleveland, Ohio, um, and apparently it's like the halfway point between like where I live and where he lives, so we were there, and he was like straight up screaming at me in downtown Cleveland because I wanted to go to Cedar Point, he wanted to go to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, we only had time to do one, we did neither, we went to a Browns game instead, their quarterback was Tom Brady, that's all I remember. So, really, who knows? Um, all right, and then the last one that I will share is this. 
So the setting was like Thor Ragnarok or the Avengers or something like that. Um, it was in a city, but the city was on fire, but also in space. Um, John Mulaney, Pete Davidson, Seth Meyers, Austin Dingman, Dylan Grimm, Paul Butler, Anya, Tyrone Graham, and Ashley Lamana were all there. And we were all there because I had won a contest. Also, all of these people don't know about these this dream. So if y'all are listening right now, you're welcome. <laughs> so um, we were all there because I won a contest and I got to become one of the new Avengers and I got to pick the other people that I wanted to become Avengers with me. Um, oh, my friend Liz was there too. Um, so Sebastian Stan, um, who is the Winter Soldier, he was our trainer. And we had to go through this intense, like, physical and mental and emotional training and testing and stuff. And um, we all got our superhero suits and got to choose our powers, but they aren't new powers. So we basically just picked, like, a Marvel hero that we were going to be like and be partnered with. And they were going to train us how to, like, take over as them. Um, So John Mulaney chose to be Iron Man. Pete Davidson chose to be Spider-Man. Seth Meyers chose to be the Incredible Hulk. Tyrone chose to be um, the Falcon. I chose Captain Marvel. Um, Austin also chose Spider-Man. So I guess Austin and Pete Davidson are going to fight over that. Um, Grimm wanted to be Thanos, um, but Sebastian Stan said no, so he chose Thor. Um, Paul Butler chose Captain America. Anya chose Black Widow. And Ashley chose uh, Wanda and the Scarlet Witch. Um, And then for whatever reason, Liz chose Nick Fury. Um, so she's kind of in charge of all of us. Um, and then fast forward to, I forget which one of the like last two Avengers movies it is, but where it's like Captain America and he's like, Avengers, assemble. And then I woke up. So if anyone can explain that dream to me, I would really appreciate it. Um, because that's like equal parts, like interesting and a little bit like, freaks me out. Um, so, so there's that. Um, so on that note, (laughs) thank you for coming with me on this journey towards dreams, dream analysis, the chaos that is the brain of Kelsey Alexander and some of you. Um, thank you to everyone who submitted your dreams. Um, I really appreciate that. And um, that is really all I have for you guys this week. Um, next week, I will be joined by uh, the, the Falcon himself, Tyrone Graham, and we will be talking about living purposefully. So stay tuned for that. I'm really excited about that episode. It's going to be super good. Um, I'll, be, I'll be asking for some questions for Tyrone and myself later this week. Um, but as always, um, I thank you guys so much for listening and for you know being a part of all of this. Um, please... Feel free to rate and review and share and subscribe and do all of those good things. Tell your friends about the podcast. And of course, if you have an idea or a topic or something that you want to hear on the podcast, let me know. Um, I love getting that information from people um, because I want this to be what people want to listen to. I don't want it to like just only be my ideas. Um, So yeah, thank you guys so much and I'll talk to you next week.